Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. It's the first weekend of no football. Well, I mean, there is the Pro Bowl, but you ain't watching that. It's flag football. Did you watch any of that stuff last night? It was fun i guess saquon like in the matrix and the dodgeball stuff but it just kind of felt weird like you got to be a diehard football fan to be caught up in that stuff so no football this weekend no like legit football super bowl obviously the week after that next week will be a lot of super bowl talking all that stuff it's radio road time and all that but still it is a friday bart scott making his way to the studio from first take every friday he is of course with Stephen a smith and others on first take on ESPN TV. So once he gets settled, headphones on, ready to go, we'll get him back to work for another three hours of his long day. But you can be part of the conversation today in what we like to call the buffet, 800-919-3776. 800-919-3776, of course, be part of the conversation with us. This has like been the most, like, to me last night, not just all, not just all the other stuff, but last night the All Star reserves were named. Not surprised that Julius Randall he's had a, a terrific year, but the question I have is Bart Scott joins us right now. Is did Jalen Brunson is he one of the snubs? Because there's several others, but is is Jalen Brunson a guy that you feel like deserved it and was not named an All Star and therefore is a snub? Yeah, well, you know how it is, Alan. It's like that sometimes. It's like that in all sports. It's like you have that that year where you prove that you belong, mm-hmm. and everybody look at you like, okay, yeah, he he's deserving, but it's somebody else that's been waiting in line that got bypassed last year because it's always the the, the fan favorites, and they're going to get in whether they're having that type of year or not, which is surprising why James Harden didn't get in. Um, Another but, name, yep. But but you look, but you and and that would have been based off reputation because he's adjusted his game to care about winning and not caring about statistics. But you know, Jalen Brunson, you have to do it. When I was coming up, you have to do it two years in a row because it was years where I was like, man, my numbers are killing mm-hmm. the, the 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 linebacker that they put in. But not only you're doing that, you're going over brand recognition, and Jalen Brunson just isn't a brand recognition right now. And for the Knicks to get more players in, they would have had to be significantly better as far as a record. See, that's because the you reward winning. Yep. You have to reward winning. You can't reward mediocrity. And they did that with Julius Randle. Why? Because he's a a uh, former All Star already. Second time now, right? Right. So it's easier to go to second time because people just get used to. Remember that movie with? Um, I think it was um, Eddie Murphy remade it, but it also was with uh, Richard Pryor where the dead congressman died and he just used his name and people were so used to just voting for the name that they didn't realize that it was a totally different person. <laughs> what was that movie? Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. But it's just like it, it does go on that. Remember, now the coaches are the ones who choose 
uh, the all-star reserves. So the East coaches the are the ones two, that make that de- make that decision, and they're the ones that are preparing for these players. So they know, like, all right, who scares us more? Who we who we'd have to make sure we stop? But I think Brussels had such an impact on the Knicks this year that you know, like, you can make the case for him. But you brought up James Harden. So I'm going to tell people right now that it's it's you know it, it does bother you. It's kind of disappointing because you you know, first of all, good guy. Second of all. You know, he has played really well. 20 points a game, six assists a game, top 10 in scoring among East guards. So you can make the argument for him. But can you? it's always that who do you take out, right? Who's yep. got to go? And when you look at the team and the guards that they picked, DeMar DeRozan has been very good. And Tyrese Halliburton deserved stinks, it. But their team stinks. Yeah, they're, they're bad, but he's been really good. And the only reason they put Halliburton in there, because he's been injured, so they, it would have been easy to keep him off because he's been injured. So why'd they do it? Why'd they put Halliburton in? Because Wally? they wanted, because they wanted to mess with Wally. Yeah, they, they wanted to troll Wally. That's so I want you to do me a favor, Bart. Are you settled yet? Are you settled in? Yes. I want you to do me a favor. Go on your phone and Twitter and look at Tyrese Halliburton's profile. <laughs> <laughs> Just check it. You talk about petty. Like so petty. Like I feel like he should be thankful. All, all, all athletes are all athletes are petty. <laughs> Yo, and they he, keep everything as form of disrespect as motivation. It's unbelievable. So go ahead and tell me what you see when you finally get to it. Um, but well, you, it is, you're going to have to send it to me because you know I don't know how to find Twitter. Oh, okay. Well, and they, got, just, and they got me. They got me in the closet too. By the yeah, way. I know you're. I heard you. No, in the no closet. reception. You're in that closet today. Um, all right. So I'll just let you know then, not to waste anybody's time. Because some people are driving, they can't go to Twitter. So Tyrese Halliburton decided to take Wally Zerbiak's uh, photo <laughs> and make it his profile pic for today. Oh, that's funny. And that's super petty, right? And, I you mean, look. It, I love it. I'm sure Wally loves it, too. Why not, right? It's like, whatever it is. Well, hey, whatever it takes. Glad I can help you get there. We all need something to hate. Yeah, so when you thank everyone, make sure you thank him as well. Because yep. did that, like, did that yeah. make coaches... Kind yes. of perk up like, man, no, no, he deserves yeah, it. That ain't right. Yeah, Let's make sure he gets on this thing. Right, exactly. So you have that. So you can't take him out. You could argue that if there's another guard to go in, it should be James Harden. Yeah. But you're like, not taking two from a Knicks team that is three games over 500. you You're not doing that. Drew Holiday, he's on a Bucks team that is one of the top teams in the league. You have him and Giannis. You'll take two from the Bucks. no problem with that. You know, you take two from the Celtics. So that's Jalen Brown. There's another guard. So it's like, there's no argument to be made when you say, oh, he got snubbed. Not really. Not really. He's played great, but there's not a spot for him, unfortunately. But that's, not, you know, but that, that's that's the real deal. Now, if there's an injury replacement to be made, was his you know, maybe hurt? he's on that list. Was his feelings hurt? That's why he didn't play yesterday? No, no, he was sick. <laughs> saw him before the game. He, he was sick. But still, on the other side of it, Randall becomes an all-star, as you mentioned, for the second time. Per- perfect trade bait. Uh, he's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> you really want to – I mean, you really want to go there. To g- give the guy a day. Right? Give him a day. But I'll tell you what, though. For him, he, he talked about something I thought that – I said this. I feel like – like you know like when you – you did this. You, you signed with New York. You moved to New York. And what what preconceived notions did you have about playing in this market? You know, you were in. You know, obviously, you were from uh, Detroit. You played Southern Illinois. You played, you know, for Baltimore. So yeah. you really didn't have the New York experience when you signed to come to New York. Did you have some preconceived notion about? Oh man, it's the Jets. Hard to play in New York. You got to do like. What were you thinking when you signed and said, "This is what I'm. Com- I got to come to expect." 
You know what? For me, I, I was naive. I, I had no idea like it was a big difference between going to New York because you know I was had been in Baltimore, had been on winning organizations, but because the Jets weren't good. I didn't really know a lot about the Jets. I didn't know like how it was to live up here. I didn't know it was expensive, but I didn't know much. <laughs> I didn't know much about it because I, I can remember like our guys coming down and like, man, I was on the practice squad. Man, I was living in a house sharing with two two roommates on the team. You know what I mean? Save money. I'm like, damn, like what? Who? The Jets. <laughs> so 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 when I came up here, it was you know me and Rex were coming off of the AFC Championship. We were feeling good about each other. I mean, we're confident. We yep. thought, hey, man, we come up here, we're going to take care of business. Yep. And then I sit up there and one of these, like my first interview, I couldn't go do a press conference because it was like a snowstorm. So, I, you know, they had reporters calling in. And I had a reporter ask me about the economy in Detroit. I said, man, it's the, the, what? what? Like, really? Yeah, he was asking me because everybody knows I got my degree. Well, I know I, I laugh and joke and say I, I, I got a social degree, but I have my degree in economics. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he asked me about the economy and about the interest rate, I say, man, come on, man. Like, this is what we're doing. And, 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 and in turn— Hi, Bart. It's Clarence yeah. from the New York Times. I just have one question about the economy in Detroit. You were like, yeah. what? I was like, hey, bro, this is my— pre- <laughs> Yo, that's when I knew, like, yo, these dudes on one. And it, and it just so turned out that that's the same person that I tried to punch in the face, like, two years later. Oh, oh, it, uh, was, later. it was a beat writer? Yes. Ask you about the economy in Detroit. Yes, and I'm signing with the Jets. Oh, Highest paid wow. linebacker in the league. And he oh, asked me about the economy. Oh, I get it. Oh, so Bart, you know, you're rich now. You don't have to go back to Detroit and deal with all that sadness there. How do you feel about that? How can I make you feel guilty bruh, bruh, about your new riches? Bro, this is my seventh year. Are in you the league. giving this back? This is my third contract. Yeah. I don't say, man, this, I wouldn't say, man, New York is different. I, I was like, man, I'm going to have a problem with this dude. And yeah, that's the right. same dude I ain't ever tried to punch in the face two years later. Damn, I got to hear more of that story. But but the point I'm trying to make is this. All right, so you again, like, it's it's that first you come into it. And then you you get that immediate the negativity the cynicism the criticism same old jets like what? right like, you get all that and you're like what I just got here what do you mean like don't put me with that and then it's the criticism that makes you angry and frustrates you right and then once you settle in then you're like man I know about this like you know what I mean right like you just, just talking like this dude's a clown. He always right. asks his dumb question. So listen, listen to Julius Randle, who's you know had his obviously run-ins with the fans, media, everything else, thumbs down, all that stuff. Right? Him talking about making the All Star team this year. In between, now he's so he made the All Star team, had a great year, but I loved them last year. Awful, awful on all accounts. Doesn't make the All Star this year. He's been most, I mean, again, like 95%, he's been terrific. He really has. And his attitude, his mood, his personality, all that stuff has really been uh, the one thing that has been consistent, even when he's had poor performances. So he talked about last year going into the offseason and what he had to do to get back to being an all-star. I mean, one of the biggest things was uh, he was like, you know, um, just talking about the year before and was um, – he said something that was like uh, along the lines of like if you were acting, if you were your teammate and uh, saw you acting the way that you had did sometimes, you know, a body language, showing frustration, whatever it was, would you want to be your teammate? And I was like, no, nah. you know, so I kind of had to look myself in the mirror and, and take res- accountability and, and get better and learn from it. Think about that. The understanding I'm of getting myself better. The man in, in the mirror. The mirror. Mm. Now he's talking about Johnny Bryant, the Knicks uh, associate head coach. 
uh, who had a real heart-to-heart with him going That's into the offseason. He said, I didn't touch a basketball for a month and a half. Just got away from the game yeah. and then had to had to just kind of rebuild everything that he had had because it was just so damn negative last year. We can all relate with – I mean, living in New York is – it's negative. It's negative and learning how to deal with the negative and trying to persevere. Here, here's more again of Randall talking about what, what the advice he got from Johnny Bryant. I mean, one of the biggest things was he was like, you know, um, just talking about the year before and was um, he said something that was like uh, along the lines of like if you were acting – if you that's were the, that's, your that's the same. That's the and, same thing. Uh, All right, that's the space. It was so. Quote. It was so nice. We wanted to hear it, it so, twice. So nice. We had to play it twice. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. But but the point he was making though is something that he had said was on the lines of I had to I had to you know understand like to deal per- with perception like all the negative stuff. He said I would get in my own head because I'm such a perfectionist. I had to learn to accept failure, deal with frustration. And he said that success is amazing, and you don't want to let go of it. I had to learn how to be a leader through success and failure. And if that ain't the New York experience, Bart, right? Learning how yeah. to deal with failure. They can't wait for you to mess up so they can That's what I'm up. saying. They, they just they can't, can't wait, wait for it. Oh. It, 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 it. It gives them pleasure. Them. Because, because putting a nice, cushy type of piece together don't really sell, don't don't create the emotional reaction. Well, it, it's always that buildup, right? It's always that you can't be that perfect. You can't be that perfect, right? So the minute something goes wrong, I see, I knew it. I knew you'd suck. I knew it. And it's also certain organizations that that have. Aaron, put it this way. Aaron Rodgers could come to the Jets and you know what we're going to do. Like we were already talking about it. You know, I obviously you were on get, uh, you were on first take today. We were talking about it before and I was saying this. The worst case scenario for the Jets in the Aaron Rodgers pursuit would be that he does come here. This is the worst case scenario. He comes in, and it's the same Aaron we saw last offseason. Does he get together with Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore? And nope. No, no. I, I got I got places to go. I'm doing all this stuff. Does he come to OTAs? No. Does he do anything? No. Then he shows up at training. Hang on. This is the worst case scenario. I'm painting it for you because this is what we do. We always expect the worst. I told you that this is this is what we do because it, it allows us to then be prepared for the inevitable failure that we all expect to have here. So then he shows up for training camp. They have like whatever. They just go through the start of the season. There's clear like disconnect, no chemistry. It takes time. Then some point in the middle of the season, you could just see it's not all there. They don't make the playoffs. And Aaron Rodgers is acting like, man, it's the Jets. What'd you expect? And no one disagrees with him outside of New York. Everybody's like, yeah, you see, he shouldn't have gone there. That was a mistake. Like where he just basically blames everybody else. And what happens is everybody gets fired. Like to me, that is the, that's worse than not getting him at all. So the worst case scenario would be that. Because the expectation of failure will come, and everyone will buy into it at the start. Yeah. I knew this wouldn't work. You shouldn't have traded for him. He was done. He was cooked. You wasted a draft pick. Like that will come because people here expect that first. So with Randall, he's had to deal with that from day one. You're not that good. You're not as good as you think you are. Yeah, you made All Star. So what? Do it again. See, I knew you couldn't do it again last year. They're killing him for everything, blaming him for everything. And I don't think he's a perfect player by any means. But I do think that here's a guy that has just tried to continue to make himself better. And we have to at least, whether you like him or not, you got to at least acknowledge 
that he's doing this in the crucible right now. He's the best player on a team that lacks a star, but he is an all-star, and he just persevered through it. He went in the offseason, blamed himself. Instead of saying, the easy thing for him to do is to trade me, get me out of here. I don't want to do this. But he's like, no, no, I got to make myself better. And he did. And a year later, he's back to being an all-star, Bart. I at least have to acknowledge that and congratulate him for that. You agree or disagree with me? Because that's the New York listen, experience. Listen, listen, it's hard to self-reflect. And you know, kudos to that coach because a lot of times it's not the head coach that really has that ability to have that type of conversation with you. Yep. It's that it's that assistant coach that is around that knows you that that, that kind of connects with you on a different level that can have those. It's like it's almost like having a um a cool uncle that can kind of talk to you when you, you you're not ready to listen to your mom and your dad. And he keeps it real with you. Yeah. And you and you receive it because you're not emotionally invested because he comes to you the right way. So I mean that's that's what's up right there. I mean, so I, I I applaud him for being able to make that adjustment because it's hard to say, you know what, the way I did things last year was wrong. That shows a sense of maturity and perspective. 800-919-3776 again to be part of the conversation. We'll get the calls rolling here momentarily. Tom Thibodeau, though, talking about Jalen Brunson, who has played at an all-star level, not making the all-star team. I thought he was deserving, and uh, the hard thing about the all-star uh, game is there's not enough spots for for the guys that are all the guys that are deserving having great years. Uh, usually the the next year once you get established you, you'll get more consideration and hopefully you'll still get consideration this year if someone is out. You know he'll, he he deserves it as well. It's what he, that's what you said, right? Isn't that basically what you said? Yep. That when you look at it. It's you know next year if he continues this pace, uh, other right, like recognize it and you know that's where it'll go. But you can make a list like like if, if if you think about it, the biggest snubs. I don't put him, I don't put him in the top three. I think Jimmy Butler, although he didn't play well last night, that's one. I think James Harden is certainly another one, and Trey Young. Trey Young didn't make it either. Right, and that's he's like a superstar. He's averaging like twenty eight a game, you know. And I know they're not a great team, but still, when you think of stars, that's that guy. He's been an all star. Like he's been a star. Like and and he didn't even get picked by the coaches. So those three to me are still ahead of Brunson when it comes to what is it deservability. I'm gonna make that word up. But I mean Darius Garland, you know, he's had a hell of a year. Yeah. He didn't and get there two either. years in a row. That's what I'm saying. Like it's it's always fluid. It's it's not those you know, in the Eastern Conference, you got Giannis, uh, you got Embiid, mm-hmm. you got um Tatum. Tatum. The K D got voted. Yeah, obviously. like those those are your they're in the no givens? matter what. Yeah, yeah those are the those givens. Are your givens. Yeah, but I everybody think, else is fluid. Right. It's a lot of young talent of people that's fighting for that respect. Yeah. You know, I, as you look at some of the old guys starting to, you know, graduate out of the league. Or go to the other conference. Yeah, that's just what it is. Yeah, but it's still like I said. So, so th- there was this conversation. A lot of people that were asking me last night after the game was like, "Did Brunson get snubbed?" And I was like, "I'm not being disrespectful. I don't think he did. I, I don't think he did. I just think he's had a good year." But guard wise, there's arguments to be made ahead of him. The only the only name that uh, some people were pushing back on was DeRozan, because the Bulls are under 500. They really haven't been good. And while his numbers are good, it's not really contributing to that much winning. 
And but I'll go back to okay, fine. But if it's if you're taking DeRozan out, right? I'm Trey not Young, putting Trey Young. Yeah, their record aren't where they're supposed go, to be. Yeah, Gar. Yeah, they, they, them, them too. Higher expectations but for Harden, for Donovan Mitchell, Butler, uh, Garland. Those are all names that could go ahead of them. And I think it's fair to say it. But that's you know that's the reality of of course you know playing in the East. And then what you said is proving yourself. And the other one is how can you possibly? And this is I think the coaches think this. You can't take two from the Knicks. Right. You can't. And so it's easier to make the argument for Randall versus other front court players. Because he's been there and he's he been got he, crazy. But games. He, well, he also gets there over Siakam. Yeah, right? Who, like man. who else are you saying forward wise in the in the East yeah. that deserved is, it over Randall? Guard is tough guard is tough, man. Yeah, guard, there's just a lot of really good guards. So that that's what makes it more difficult. So that's the conversation, of course. And you know, Randall will represent them at the All Star Game, and it, it'll still have that sort of feel of, oh, that's right, Julius Randall's here. Like two yeah. years ago, you I mean, didn't even realize no, he was in the game. Yeah, I mean, there's no Pistons there. You know what I'm saying? No, oh. that's your that's a you problem. Uh, so speaking of these things, the All Star Games, what do they matter? Being named to it is what matters the most, right? Yeah. But Bart, on Sunday, we will have a Pro Bowl, <sighs> and it will be flag football. It's three o'clock. It's on ABC. We're going to make a big deal about it. And I just have one simple question for everyone, and I'll ask you right here, right now, because you are a football guy. You're all about football. You love football. Are you watching on Sunday at 3 o'clock? Like, are you watching this game? Are you sitting down out of curiosity at all, or are you checked out completely? Bro, I, I haven't watched I – haven't, I haven't watched – any of the activities. I didn't want to go see fat dudes fielding punts yesterday. Like, wow. You think I want to see them? You catch one, everybody catch one, then you try and catch the same one, two and two. Like, come on, man. That's yeah. a waste of time. Like, I'm going to do what they used to do. Like, when they used to do, like, the um, the, the, the the bench contest between the big men. Like, see, I'd take that. Like that. Right. Yeah, like, remember Warren Sapp and Leon Lett went, you know what I'm saying? They were going at it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather that- see that. Yeah, let, let me see like like the but best no, like, who yeah. can bench the most. Yeah, stuff but like no, that'd be yeah, hilarious. but 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 knowing who how these guys are built, not somebody to tear a peck and they'd be over with for everybody. <laughs> True. What'd you think of the dodgeball thing? How about Saquon in the Matrix? Oh yeah, yeah, with his uh, you know, <laughs> moving his thunder thighs out the way. Yeah, and then he gets. I only, only saw a little bit. Like I said, I wasn't interested in watching all that stuff. I was watching yeah. the highlights. Obviously, I was working the game last yeah. night at the Garden, but but I saw I saw highlights. But there was the funny part is is like so they're doing this to avoid injuries, right? They're doing this so that you know it's a little safer and a little more fun. And what happens to Saquon? He wins because he gets hit in the head. <laughs> like he so Demario Davis and him, it was down to those two. And Demario Davis had the ball and he threw it at Saquon. Wrong, it hit wrong. Saquon in the head. It disqualified Davis because you're not you're not allowed to hit anybody in the head. Yeah, it's you can just dodge like a range, hit, you can dodge a ball. Yeah, just like talking about when you talk about uh, t- tackling somebody and they fall and they hit like yo, they head is a moving target. He moved into it. You <laughs> right. should have stood up and tried to catch the ball and took it in the throat. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. So, all right, so let's get the call. Eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six to be part of the conversation at Barton Hunt on Twitter as well as we get you ready on a Friday, get you into the weekend. So Pro Bowl, that's a simple question for you. Flag football, everybody. That's what it is. All-Star games are hard to watch to begin with. Are you watching this? If so, why or why not? A lot to get to Derek Carr, and he spoke last night. His impact on the quarterback carousel, but mainly on the Jets' quarterback carousel. Very interesting things that he said and things that he plans to do going into now the offseason that you got to hear 
because the Jets need to be paying close attention to this situation. And um, Julian Love, not much love for Nick Sirianni. And Bart, I got a question for you and for the listening audience as well today. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked me this earlier this week, and I didn't have a great answer, so I need help with it. Gotcha. Whose officials are the worst in team sports? Football, oh. basketball, oh, baseball. We, like oh, which, we, we teasing that? We teasing that? Or we that's going what we're no, I don't want an answer yet. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Thanks for listening to the Bart and Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Baseball next season, not this coming season, will have the um, the robo, right? Robo umps behind home plate. They've been trying that out, and it has actually worked out well, and the strike zones will get a little more uniform, which is, you know, you just want to get the right call, right? That's all we want, the right call. But around sports, it has become an issue. The NFL has been dealing with it, as you know, Bart, for, for years. There's always something in the playoffs that make you just scream they got the call wrong, going all the way back to, of course, Des Bryant and more. You know, Tom Brady, Tuck Rule, all that stuff. It just, you know, anything. Like the, just, legal, the legal pick on the Saints and the Rams. <laughs> Do I mean, just, you know what I mean? Like, you can just go on and on with this stuff. You know, missing a holding on the Mahomes run that also then, you know, had the uh, unnecessary roughness roughness that led to the game-winning field goal that led them to getting into the Super Bowl. You miss a holding call. That holding's called all the damn time. How do you miss that one on a big play? So you get this going on all the time. And then in the NBA this year, Bart, it has been one disaster, one frustration after another, which is now we've reached a point where the NBA officials aren't even waiting till the next day. Like right after the game, they're telling you, yeah, you know what? We, we, we have that up. So hey. last night, Pelicans, Mavericks in Dallas. Now let's let's paint the scene. Of course, the fact that the Pelicans couldn't get to Dallas 
because of all the, uh, the 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 snow and ice issues there. So they left <laughs> Denver the morning of the game, yeah. got in, and of course, uh, predictably got off to a bad start, but rallied back in the game. Mm-hmm. And now you know they got a close game, chance to tie late in the game, and an inbounds possession where uh, Brandon Ingram tipped it and got the steal. But oh no. The whistle blows, and they say, no, when you tipped it, your foot was out of bounds, mm. which replay show was completely incorrect. <laughs> and the Pelicans were furious because they couldn't challenge it. They already used their challenge, which yeah. that also is another argument. So anyways, bottom line is this. The, the officials look back and see that, oh, yeah, we did screw that up. So after the game, they put out the statement. After a post-game media review, Ingram was not out of bounds while making contact with the ball saying the game clock continued to run out. And then also, that was the other part of it, too. The game clock kept going after the whistle. <laughs> so they lost time as well. So they were so well, that's frustrated. A little, that's, a little, that's a little home cooking right there. Like letting, that, letting the clock, you know, that's, maybe. A little, that's a little home cooking. Yeah, maybe. It, but, but Bart, like, you get that wrong. The league is watching games, just like all of the leagues now. Right. Watch games. They have their – Should call in from Secaucus. I don't know how that that just – you don't in the last two minutes of a game have someone just watching the game on TV from and Secaucus. monitoring everything going on and saying, hang on a second, we got that wrong. Let's fix this. There's nothing wrong with an eye in the sky. You don't have yep. to call every play, but the ones that are egregious, like, whoa, whoa, you guys missed that one and that's critical. Buzz it. Let's go. Let's fix it. You don't need extra technology for this. It's already there. Why, oh, why are we not at that place right now, Bart, that leagues just monitor games like we know they do already right? from, from obviously, in New York and everywhere else, and just say, we got that wrong, let's get it right. Why? I mean, you see what the NFL does. They have it. They'll buzz you from the top. Yes. You got somebody watching the game, they'll say it. Uh, I, I don't know. They think that it's going to slow the game down, but I think especially when betting is involved now, oh, it's more yeah. important that they get it right because if you if you blow somebody money based on a bad referee call, then that's bad for business because now everything that happens and plays that are, are, are blown or not called, it is illuminated and highlighted more because so many people have so much invested in it. That's that, true. You, know, you got people outside of the fan base that's invested in the game because they bet on it. And you know what else, too? So you add the betting aspect to it, which now legally you can bet. Because years ago, you know, obviously it was illegal, but it still went on. But now it's legally you can bet. So let's that factor. So there's a lot more pressure and money on this. But how about also technology? We have high-definition TVs. We have 4K. We could see things that 30 years ago, 25 years ago, you couldn't see. Like, I love what they review. We got pylon cams. We got pylon cams. Pylon cams. That's what I'm saying. You Like... How about now? Who was it? Uh, which game was it, Bart, in the playoffs where they had to review it because the like just enough of the ball crossed the crossed goal the line? Yeah, you couldn't see that with standard definition TV a hundred years ago, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. You couldn't. Subjective. So you never could. You had to trust the eye of the ref. And how many of those games did somebody get it wrong? Yeah. How many times was a first down actually not a first down? Because yeah. if we watched it closely, that blade of grass was in the way. We you got some, couldn't you got do that fat, back then. You got some fat dude running from behind the play, and then he runs up like y'all, and <laughs> like like when the punt goes. How the hell you know when the punt went out? You just subject. That's subjective, yes. right? Why don't we just put a damn chip in the ball like they have in tennis, and it mm. can tell you exactly where it went out at? That's yep. easy to do. If tennis has been doing this for years. Yeah, I, where I, I, it goes out and it gives you and it gives you a laser and, spot of where it went out. No, and that's why baseball. I can't wait till they get to it 
to yeah, baseball, they do the same base, damn thing. In my opinion, baseball is by so, far. So, so you say it's umpires the are the worst yeah. officials. Okay, that's the and question they, we're and asking. And they're the most egotistical. <laughs> they think they're the bigger part of the game. Listen, football refs, outside of Hockley, a couple guys, they be filling themselves, they become stars. Right. Basketball, who was it? Luca Pavetta. It was somebody. It's basketball. It was a couple of dudes. The one Dick Pavetta. Yeah, Dick Pavetta. Yeah. Wonderful yeah. personality. A great person. Yeah. And, and, some, and some, loved him as a ref. No, it was dudes like that. Let's not talk about the Joey dude that Crawford. Did. Yeah, I let's know not talk is, about is the, notorious. Yeah. Let's not talk about the dude that did the time for for cheating and gambling. Well, let's yeah. not talk about Donahue or right. Donahue, yeah, yeah. whatever yeah. his name is. Donahue. But yeah. by far, the most sensitive. You can't yell at him. You can't question the call. Who? I've seen in baseball. I've seen guys get thrown out the game for staring. Like, bro, <laughs> who the hell you think you is? I can't look at you. I can look at you how I want. Like, man, baseball umper, uh, umps are the worst. Okay. So Bart saying baseball. Bart saying baseball is the worst. That's the question. So I was uh, like, uh, each week I'm on uh, the starting lineup, Sirius XM, NBA radio, on Tuesdays. And Brian Scalabrini just asked me, he's like, all right, well, you do a sports show, so you do all sports. Because we did a whole thing on on NBA referees in, in that segment, and it was a great conversation. And Scal said, "Like, who, what do you hear from fans? Who do they think is the worst? Like, who complain? Actually, he put it this way: Who complains the most about officiating? Which sports fan? Right? Which level of sports? Fan? Is it NBA fans, baseball fans, football fans? Who complains the most? So I wanted to flip it and say, well, who do fans think are the worst? That can give me the answer. So let's see what the people say. 800-919-3776, we begin. Uh, let's go to Paul in Queens to start us off. What's up, Paul? Yeah, how you guys doing? Good. Uh, yeah, listen, um, God, dog, uh, uh, Bart messed me up or whatnot because he, 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 he has a point there. <laughs> Baseball? Yeah. Baseball. Yeah, Lord. I mean, no, I was thinking about Basketball. Okay, but then when Boston baseball, I said, yeah, damn, you know, because I don't watch baseball as much as basketball, but come to think of it, Bart right, boy, them, them, them dudes. Oh, you know why? Yeah, here's why, Paul. Paul, here, here's why. Because what, what Bart said, that's right. Because what other sport do officials argue back? Umpires get in your face. Umpires are just the chess with managers, like yelling in their face, pointing fingers. Like, what other sport do you see that you don't see that in any other sport? In you, basketball, and, and, and they just tee you, you up, get out, you're out, done. Yeah, but they walk a, away. But a tee, a tee don't get you ejected from the damn game. Well, they you get throw two. you out. Yeah, it's just that's the one. In what other sport do the do the officials actually fight back? Don and Patterson, what's up, Don? Yeah, I agree. I got two words for you guys. Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. Oh, yeah. Notorious. Yeah. 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 I, it's ridiculous, man. You'd have to do something really, really bad in basketball or in hockey or in football to get ejected. Baseball, you you, you look at the guy the wrong way, and you're out. And it doesn't matter if you're a star, if you're a scrub. Uh, it's ridiculous. Thanks for taking the call, guys. Thank you, Doc. Good to hear from you. I mean, you know, honestly, the, the hockey is the one, I think, sport where – you, I mean, you know, th- there's back and forth. There's arguing calls, but you don't really see a lot of that kind of animosity. You don't. And for the most part, hockey officials, I think, are pretty fair. I don't know if they're, like, out of the four major team sports, I don't know if, I don't think you'll hear a lot. I don't think we'll hear yeah. from hockey fans. Yeah. Baseball, I, I think baseball yeah. or Baseball is or super basketball. subjective, too. Like you, you, you can come to 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 a to a baseball to a stadium, yeah, and not have any idea what the hell a strike is that day. 
Like, yo, you know what? what? That's what the true. hell? Are yep. they, like, bro, what is a strike? Yep. Like, it's Stevie true. Wonder can see that was three inches off the plate. You just called it a strike. Yeah. Like, what? Well, that's why we got to have. Or how about how about a strike in this in the second inning is not a strike in the sixth inning? Like, bro, right? And that's because that's because they backs Bad get they, that's because they back starting to hurt. So they stand <laughs> they it up. They stand they stand it up a little uh, higher. So not to them. Sciatica starts kicking in. It's squatting. Wearing them damn new, wearing them damn New Balance um uh, <laughs> shoes to start making your feet hurt. Yeah, we definitely got to do something about the shoes too. Let's go, Coy and Queens. Coy, what do you think? What's going on, guys? Love the show. The answer is simple. If you ask Charles Woodson, mm. Drew Brees, and Dez Bryant this oh, same question, yeah. it's going to be the NFL. Point blank, period. Blown calls after blown calls. Drew Brees could have had his second ring, possibly, and the Cowboys could have probably finally went to the Super Bowl <laughs> if it wasn't for those zebras who can't get it right. I holler. <laughs> wanted to drop the mic. Gonna hit that. me? You gonna hit me with the I holla? You gonna uh-huh. hit me? No, he got I you. Holla at me? He got you the I holla. Yeah, there I'm you go. Use the I holla on myself. Let's go to Jay in Westchester. Jay. Hey, fellas, how's it going? Good. Gotta agree with you guys, Bart. You 100 percent right. Has to be Major League Baseball because these guys are some of the most moodiest and most, I mean, sensitive. So sensitive. They make calls. They every play almost depends on it, whether it's a strike, when they run into the base. They want to make themselves part of the game. No hands down. Definitely, Major League Baseball. Then especially the, the dude behind the, the home base, man. The, yeah, the home plate you, umpire. You can't even look at him. Like if you yell something from from. Oh, oh you get warned. Yeah, you get warned. They'll warn you from over. Yeah. Do you know how often, how many times I've heard? Referees get cussed out by like Bill Belichick, Sean Payton, Rex Ryan, like you mother, boo, 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 and they oh, take on the sideline. Yeah, yes, and they take it. Man, you look at the the um, they might throw the whole team out. <laughs> All right, so so far, I I think there is an. I haven't heard a lot of NBA, and the NBA referees this year have been. I mean, this has been a bad year for NBA officiating, bad, and yet it's I guess clearly not nearly as bad. As baseball umpires. That blows my mind. Like, NBA officials this year twice have acknowledged screwing up a call late in a game. Twice in the last three weeks. LeBron got fouled. The whole world saw it. They didn't call it. They didn't call it and then had the... I mean, you have the audacity to look at LeBron and say, no, you didn't get fouled. Like, What? You got Patrick Beverly with a camera. Like, he I comes got out with a ca- Like, yo, he had to come out with a camera. The ref, Bart, the he ref, came out the, with a camera and said, hey, look, look, you're wrong. And the thing is, like, when you try and do that in football, too, like, yo, look at the jumbo try, look at the replay. They will not look at no, it. Oh, they will nope. not look up. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't have to look like, up. You ain't blind, Stevie. You- <laughs> hey, boy, don't touch me. All right, 800 3776 We'll get more of these because this is a lot of fun. I, I, like I said, I had no answer, but now we're getting an answer, and I love this. This is great. So, again, Scal, thanks for the content. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 
Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Fellow Long Islanders, Sonny. That makes it even more, more of a travesty that you picked Tribe Called Quest. Why? Why would that be? They're from Queens. You're supposed, supposed to at least be a homer. <laughs> no. <laughs> I go with the winners. Oh. Come on now. Tribe had just, they just have. They have more volume. So, so if, like you so were that, asking me, a, so you, that, the so question you asked so, me so was, if I had to eliminate one, I could only listen to one of these. Okay. And so, I picked the one that has more music to choose from. That's okay. all. Okay. So if you if you had to root for one team, the Knicks or the Nets, who would you choose? Well, that's a ridiculous question. That's how ridiculous it sounds when you prove when you're not picking that's the people that grew up on your in your hood. But that's a ridiculous question. You that, that's that's how that's but how I'm a, I'm a fan of both groups. You're not a fan of, of KD and Kyrie? I'm a fan of KD. Pure basketball? Right. I'm, so, I'm a fan of KD. Right. So it's, it is apples to apples. You should have picked the team and, no. the, and the people that grew no, up in I your should. spot. These well, dudes, no, no, they, y'all went to the same spot. Y'all went to the same bodega. You said they both Long Islanders. Uh-huh. They both ran. They, so they, they, they grew up and went to the same bodegas. Y'all went to the same parks. Y'all brushed shoulders at the same Everybody shopping malls. Right now, going like, yeah, I could see Haunted at a bodega. No, you got You don't know. I low key. I low key. I low key do that, though. Like All I the just time. make sure I got the hat on and I'm low and nobody knows who it is. You're always there. Yeah. But I like that. I like being people. I'm not so all bougie. So why did, so why I'm not good pick, at bougie. I suck so at did, bougie. So, so why didn't you pick De La Soul? Because I just didn't. You put me on the spot. If if I had to, like if I was stranded on a Ask desert me. island and somehow, some way I had electricity and a way to play music and I could only listen to, I could only have one, right. you know, one, one, um, what ask me, ask, ask, ask me Whitney Houston or Anita Baker. I'm picking Anita Baker because she's from the D. Catalog was the word I was trying to find in my ask, brain. Ask, ask, ask me locked. about Anita Baker and Whitney Houston. I'm picking Anita. Ask me Anita Baker but I, or, I, I would, or, or I, Luther Vandross. I'm I might picking, take Anita picking, also. Luther Vandross. I'm taking Michael Jackson. I'm taking Anita. I'm taking everybody from the D. I'm taking Stevie Wonder. I'm taking Detroit versus everybody. You're supposed to have Long Island versus everybody. Look, so I'm just I saying, know Bart, bit of fraud. Bart, I know you love the D, all right? I will never question that. And you don't love Long Island like I love the D. That's, just put it like that. Because you, you, you put it better than anybody Buster did just now. You rather listen you to Buster Rhymes. Shimmy, shimmy, ya, shimmy, shimmy, ya. Hey, Lori from East Islip won a Yeti backpack cooler as part of the Superbox Bonanza. You have three chances left. That is during the K-Show, three, four, and five o'clock hours. So, of course, keep it locked in right here to win yourself some money. We were asking the question because the NBA officials lately have been an abomination. Last night screwed up another one. 
where they had to admit it after the game that they screwed it up. And so it was just simple. Which league just has the worst officiating? We have gotten a lot of baseball, believe it or not. But we go to Merv in Jersey for more. What's up, Merv? What's up, guys? I got two. I think the NFL this weekend and, like, with the Kansas City game, there was a bunch of missed calls. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bengals fans are frustrated got, with that game. Oh, yeah. And then you got the NBA. Like, guys don't even get touched and there's a whistle. And then you get hacked. And there's <laughs> nothing called. And the explanation, Merv, like is, well, you got clobbered, but it didn't stop your balance and <laughs> and finish to the rim. Like, what is that? That's you what, got that's hit, what, you that's got what, hit. That, that's oh, what the referee told us that time, remember? It was hilarious. Yeah. I'm a huge Nick fan in that, that LeBron thing. Like, the whole oh. ball went. His yeah. arm went completely down. Right. How do you miss that call? I don't get And then last night, too, I was watching it back. Last night, so the referee was Brett Barnicky, who, um, and if you're a Stripes fan, you just laugh at that name. And he um, he was on the sideline right by the inbounds, Bart. And his eyes were on the ball in the air. He never looked at the floor. He had no idea that Ingram's feet were on the baseline. He didn't know. So he so had he, no clue. He just called it. He guessed. So, so he's a liar. He guessed. He's a liar. I mean, you can't guess. He's a liar. Terrible. Just, I had to say, is I didn't see it. Let's go to let's go to the camera. Let's I don't know why you. I don't know why you can't do that. Let me be sure. And the crew chief should say, are you sure? If you're not, let's take a look. I'd rather be right and make all these people wait an extra 30 seconds than be wrong and have to apologize for it afterwards. OJ and Elizabeth. OJ. Hey, guys. How's it going today? Good. I uh, definitely got to say baseball. Um, I know that uh, everybody's you know frustrated, especially with the you know player commentary and everything like that with uh, the NFL and the NBA more so recently in recent years, but uh, I'm young enough where I don't remember the old stuff in baseball, but I'm old enough that I remember some of the most egregious calls ever made in baseball in my lifetime. The uh, Yankees, Twins, uh, Mauer call, the Andres Galarraga, uh, I'm sorry, the, uh, yeah, the Galarraga, Jim Joyce scenario, mm-hmm. the uh, phantom tag. So mm-hmm. I definitely say that uh, baseball, because they have made history-altering mess-ups that yeah. have actually changed the course of series and, and history. Guys that could have been in the history books, it's amazing. Uh, teams that could have been in the history books yep. have been uh, robbed of the of the uh, empires from baseball. You know what? It's a, it's a man. You think of like obviously one. And thank you, OJ. The Jeffrey Mayer thing. If we had replay back then, that who knows how that could have changed the course of everything. Obviously, you know, in Baltimore uh, against Baltimore, I should say. What, what was it Tony Tarasco? Right, he was the one that was underneath. Um, but I, you know, would be amazing. You can't do it. But it would be amazing to go back yeah. and watch like big moments or big calls and, and somehow calls. like enhance it so that it is like high definition and see like how many history altering calls went wrong. Yeah. And what it would have done. Like you I don't know if you could ever do it. Because again, I think the the one thing you have to admit is that officiating thirty years ago was different mainly because you didn't have the benefit of people sitting home watching on 4K television sets right, where you see you see the you see the blades of grass no you know K. those little pellets you talk about yeah, in the yeah. turf you yeah, see them no flying K. up yeah, yeah, had you no, had, was, yeah no K no K standard definition where it was blurry where anytime they tried to zoom in it only got worse you couldn't tell you had no idea so you just trusted the eyes on the field 
But now, because of all the technology, we see things at home. We're like, yo, he got that wrong. So I, it wouldn't, wouldn't that be something to go back to certain big and, games and big moments and say, and go, wait, did like did Dwight Clark step out of bounds? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just think of stuff like that. And like go go award the people that would have happened and how their life would have changed. They would have oh been the hero. Because just think, because they didn't call it a holding call, that kid that pushed out the personal file is yep. going to be known as a ass for oh, the oh, rest of his life. Oh, yeah. When He's got to live been, with that. When it should have been 15 yards and the time was already off the clock, Mahomes should have had to do the play all over again. The holding was yards. first. That would, right? have been th- that would have been a difference in 30 yards. They would crazy. have punted, and crazy. it went into overtime, and Joe Burrow would have had an opportunity to be a hero. It's crazy. Now, now, now people harassing Eli Apple about him being a bum talking trash. Joe Mixon and got some type of charge no, for pulling out, pulling out the heater. Everybody he's stressed out in Cincinnati, and now, <laughs> now, now Kansas City looks like heroes. It is unbelievable. But we can't do it, but we can still talk about it, and that's what we do. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.